Hi, everybody. Welcome to our latest episode of the AWS Shield Bells Tech Skills Program. I'm Velusa Boya, and I'm a developer advocate here at AWS. The SheBuilds Tech Skills Program is designed to create an inclusive and a supportive environment for technical skills development. Our events and our programs are focused on technical skills enhancement through hands-on learning for women and those from underrepresented communities. The SheBuilds Tech Skills aims to empower more women to build STEM careers and to develop into future leaders in technology. I am not alone this episode. I am with my co-host, Vicky. Hi, Valisa. Nice to see you again, now virtually. Uh, my name is Vicky, and I am a solutions architect based in Amsterdam. So happy for being here in the, this first episode of this year, after yeah. a very well-deserved uh, time <laughs> off, yeah, and after our amazing event in Vegas, Reinvent. So I'm happy for being, uh, being back. Awesome, and I see you've got your awesome T-shirt. Yes, 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 yes. Nice. This is the, the official uh, T-shirt now from the program. We got it yeah. from our colleagues from uh, Asia Pacific. And uh, yeah, so if you are watching these girls, uh, thank you so much. And yeah, happy that you can see it. Awesome, awesome T-shirt. Mine doesn't fit. <laughs> And uh, we've got an awesome, awesome guest for this week, and we're really, really excited to have you, Humuso, actually join us. Humuso, you want to say hi to everyone? Hello, everyone. My name is Humuso. Welcome. I'm a solutions architect based out in Cape Town, South Africa. It's really an honor to be here on the first official show of 2023. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to talk to us about? So today I am going to be talking about detecting uh, bias with SageMaker Clarify. Okay, great. Nice. Let's let's see. Uh, you can see that we have a variety of uh, people from different parts around the world. So also uh, for the audience, let us know where are you watching from. So let's see if you are in Africa, EMEA, or anywhere around the world. We would like to to know that uh, before starting, and also just quick remind: uh, this is a show where you can ask us questions, mostly to our amazing guest, right, uh, about the topic. So yeah, let's don't don't be shy and just put your comments and questions in the comment section. And yeah, come on. So let us more. Uh, I am really eager to know more about this topic uh, today because I feel that it relates completely with the goal of our show. And yeah. when we talk about uh, underrepresented communities uh, and so on, right? So let us more about, about today's topic. Definitely, definitely. So I would like to kick off. I'm gonna first start by sharing my slides. Um, I really want us to get into a discussion. So this can be a discussion. I'm going to be asking you questions and I hope you'll be able to answer me. Um, but today we'll just be going through what bias is firstly, because we need to know what we're solving for. So we'll be going through what bias is, then we will get into the different types that are available and some of the implications of bias in our everyday world. And then I'll also be touching on SageMaker Clarify in a way that I'll explain how it helps us detect bias and some of the functionalities that are available. 
And then also I'll do a demo where we detect bias. And if you have any questions as mentioned by the host, please feel free to send them in the chat. So I have a question for both Vicky and Lisa. Um, before I even get into explaining what bias is, like what is your understanding of bias? And maybe give us an example if you have any. Well, now this looks more uh, working backwards. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, well, for me, uh, bias means that I am inclined more towards uh, one side. So mm -hmm. if I have like, I don't know, uh, right and left and I am biased towards the right means that I'm going to incline to go more towards the right side. I, I, I don't know if that's uh, correct now. You are going to let us know. Uh, what about you? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd say very similar to you, Vicky. Oh, quickly before I say anything. Hi, Raj. I see Raj did uh, comment in the comments from London. Hello. Um, so what I would say is bias is when you already come with your preconceived ideas about something. Mm -hmm. And an example I would use, and because I, I always do this, I'm left-handed, right? And most people who are left-handed, they, they tend to hold their pen like this. So I'm always assuming that all left-handed people hold their pens like that and they don't write straight like normal right-handed side people. I don't know. I see. I see. I, see. <laughs> um, I love the example of you being left-handed. So just Vicky, as he asked to give you a, not a definition, there is no standard definition of bias around the world. I have noticed that different people have different meanings in terms of how they understand bias. But I would say a well-known one and an easier way in which to remember it is when there's a certain prejudice against a person or a group of people in a way that I guess we would consider to be unfair, right? And bias exists in so many fields today. There's bias in education, there's bias in our workspaces, there's bias in our everyday lives, I mean, and there is also bias in data. And today we're going to be focusing on bias in our data. Now, why data? You may have that question. Because data is a very important part of our machine learning process. Um, data is used to train our machine learning models. Algorithms depend on this data to find patterns as well as trends in the data. In yeah, in the data. Now, we all know that machine learning is a beautiful thing to make use of. It allows us to enable so many functionalities around this. So, when it comes to machine learning, it is powerful. It also helps a lot of organizations with in decision-making processes. Some of the things um, that I can think of is providing a recommendation on the favorite type of Veliso's coffee or Vicky, if you maybe have a favorite color. <laughs> Machine learning goes into that and helps and it goes a long way. We also do need to be careful when it comes to machine learning because there can be bias in data that comes through and we don't want to have a system that recommends unfair or or that makes a recommendation that may be unfair or unjust to a certain group of people. And we do need to be careful of that as people that are technical people, even if you're not technical, even if you are a member of the C-suite business, like a CEO or something, it is important that you take that into account in such a way that you think of other people so that the machine, the recommendations made of the machine learning 
from the machine learning recommendation system is not unfair to certain people. So there are different types of biases, right? That's what I'm going to get into. We have, and these are not, this is not an exhaustive list of all the different biases that we have. This is just the ones that I'm going to be discussing today. Now, the first one is sampling bias. So as you can see in the picture there, I think it explains itself. Um, sampling bias is when we don't have, I'll say an equal representation of data within the population. Now, a good example of this is maybe in our training data when we have more points that speak towards males and then we have less training data points that speak for females. And then we also have exclusion bias. So as a person who creates a machine learning process, as a person who creates a machine learning model and you're the one who provides training data to it, it is easy to make mistakes. Um, and it may also come in the form of for example, you have training data where there's now values or some outliers. And you'd want to go through the process of cleaning all that data and processing it. Now, when you clean the data and remove some outliers and some null values, it may also remove important features within our data, thus resulting in an underrepresentation of a certain group of a feature that we need. Then we also have confirmation bias. And this one is one that we, we as people that interact with machine learning quite a lot need to be careful of because confirmation bias speaks to the training data um, being more for, suggesting more for your belief and your values. So you may not even notice this. To give you an example, um, say we are labeling data. Part of the process of machine learning is labeling data. Now we are labeling data and our data consists of images of animals. And there's an image of an alligator. So you need to label whether this is an alligator or another type of animal. And maybe you may not even know how alligators look like. You may have the misconception that this is a crocodile. So you're going to mislabel this picture of an alligator as a crocodile because that is your belief. You believe that this is what I mean, an alligator looks like it's a crocodile. I know that it's a crocodile. So that is where I'm saying confirmation bias is also based on our beliefs. Um, now, so just a quick question there. Uh, how much, so, so this mm -hmm. is more a manual process. Uh, that's my, uh, my understanding so far. So uh, there is a person there involved that should do all these uh, exclusion and confirmation to avoid having that bias. So for confirmation bias, mostly it comes when there is data labeling and data labeling is the one that requires a norm, uh, quite a lot of human intervention. And a lot of the other processes like exclusion bias and maybe with um, sampling bias, yes, you will, as a human, obviously inter uh, make interactions with that process. You are the one who decides what information should be excluded. But in today's world, there's algorithms to help you do these, but it is on your onus and your responsibility to make sure that at the end of the day, these algorithms are doing what they're doing and they're not excluding certain groups of people in the training data. Nice. Perfect. And then let's discuss the implications. As I mentioned, machine learning is beautiful. We all love it. It helps us make decisions. And it is a very important part 
of a decision-making process. A lot of organizations use this. It's used in financial sectors for when they want to maybe get a recommendation about whether are we giving this person a loan based on the data that we have from this person. We also have things such as recommendation systems that recommend certain products based on maybe your browser history or what products you clicked on. And in educational opportunities, it's also, machine learning is also used. We also have some examples of machine learning in our government services, like maybe whether we should move forward with a policy, they would look at historical trends of such a policy around the government and suggest to move forward with it or not. And in healthcare. So in healthcare, you can think of this, an example of this is when we have a recommendation system that suggests the type of treatment a person should get. So we need to be careful when it comes to these because there are certain instances where, for example, a person's health might be at risk in terms of them receiving the incorrect recommendation from that machine learning process. And another example of some of the implications is when maybe we have, um, let's see, so when maybe we have certain services that are being suggested for certain people, like maybe people from this location are going to get these loans, people from that location are not going to get those loans. So we need to be careful in terms of is this a decision that is not biased against people? What is going on with this decision? You need to understand how the model made that decision. And this is where SageMaker comes in. So SageMaker Clarify is a feature that allows us to detect bias. Not only does it allow us to detect bias, but it can also provide us with an explanation of how our model behaves. So it will provide you an explanation of what's going on with the specific type of um, prediction that is being made, right? There's so many functionalities from SageMaker Clarify, and I'll demo one shortly. And this is the first one that I'm going to demo how to identify imbalance within your training data. The first, as I always say, data is the most important process. The first step we need to make sure is to make sure that your data is clean and just, and I'd say it's also biased. So you can identify imbalances within your training data, making use of SageMaker Clarify. This is pre-training data. You can also um, have bias when it comes to your machine learning model in itself. And Clarify also helps with checking for bias in your machine learning model. Now, when I spoke about being able to understand how a model gets to that behavior or how a model behaves, you can also make use of SageMaker, Clarify to get explainability around model predictions. So it will look at things such as feature importance in terms of which features were important for making this decision. It also even allows us to get information around a specific prediction and which feature played the most important role in that decision in which the model recommended or the prediction that was made to us. Now, Model Monitor also works with, sorry, stage could clarify, also works with Model Monitor. It allows you to detect the bias in your model over a certain period of time. So there would be drift that comes from 
if there is drift that comes from it, then Model Monitor would report this to us. And one of the good features about SageMaker Clarify is that you also get automated reports on this. And for the demo, okay, we are so going to see just the first, the first part. Yes, for the demo, we're going to focus on the first part. I think Lisa was speaking. She's I was mute. Good thing I talk with my hands. You could tell I'm, I'm saying something. So okay. where it, at, at which uh, stage do we plug in uh, SageMaker Clarify? Is it at preparation or training? You can actually have it at um, all stages. So you can have it at preparation, okay. you can have it at training, and okay. then it also comes even after the training. Okay. So remember I said you will get... Um, model explanations on your predictions. So it's available okay. throughout the whole process. Ah, okay, okay, great, okay. Okay, so for the demo, yes, Vicky, we will be focusing on the first one. We're going to be detecting bias for our pre-training data. Ah, okay, okay, great. And perhaps, I don't know if you are gonna mention this uh, later, but uh, SageMaker clarify for these imbalances in data can be any kind of data or just uh, structured data or unstructured and which kind of data can it handle? Okay, so it mainly uses structural data, so tabular data. A normal mm -hmm. um, format is your CSV types data. Okay. Yes. Now, right. so this is just a quick overview of the APIs that are available. And I will be going through the first API, which is SageMaker Clarify Processor. So what this does is initiate the Clarify job for us. Then for getting explainabilities around our model's behavior for the overall behavior of the model and for the overall, um, for the behavior of the different predictions, you make use of SageMaker, you make use of Clarify Run Explainability. Okay. Now, run bias comes in two forms. So it gets bias for your pre-training data, and then it also gets the bias um, detected in the model. Okay. For today, because I said we're going to be focusing on detecting bias for the first one, we are going to be making use of run pre-training bias. Okay. 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 So it's time of... The Demo. fun part. Demo time. Demo time. <laughs> now the fun part begins. So I am just going to switch over to the AWS console. So for everyone who's watching the stream and is not familiar with the AWS console, this is what the AWS console looks like. We are going to be making use of SageMaker Studio. Now SageMaker Studio is an IDE that allows you to perform quite a number of functions, um, such as running Jupyter Notebooks. And this is how the UI of SageMaker Studio looks like. So for this data or for this session, I have data that is related to auto insurance fraud claims. So this data is used to create a model that detects whether a specific claim of an insurance and specific insurance claim is fraud or not. This is the raw data that we have. So one of the prerequisites needed by SageMaker is that you, needed by SageMaker Clarify, is that you have to have obviously an AWS account, that's the first one. Um, then secondly, you need to have data that is already being processed and data that has already been cleaned up. What mm -hmm. I have here is 
raw data. There are two CSV files. There's the claims one, which gives us information about the claims that we have. And then mm -hmm. we have the customer's um, information, which gives us information about the customer's age, the policy state, and most importantly, we have the gender. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're going to be focusing on. This is where okay. we're going to be taking bias for today. Okay. Now, just, just for curiosity, uh, is this an open source uh, data set? Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is a data set that you can find. Um, I will send the. I'll share the link to that in the end of the demo. Okay. okay. Right. Um, okay. So as I said, SageMaker Clarify needs data that has already been processed and cleaned. I already went through that step. <laughs> so that we can save on time for the demo. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to take us a long time. <laughs> um, but this is how the data would look like now once after it's cleaned. This is how it looks like after it is cleaned. We do have a target for our data, which is the fraud. So we're determining whether this specific claim is fraud or not. So if you see a value for zero, it normally means it's false. And then if it is one, it normally means it's two. There is different columns here, and I quickly want to show you the customer gender female one. So this specifies whether the particular row of data is belongs to a female or not. So for the first inst instance here, we have female related. Um, we have data for a female, and then the these couple of ones are not related to females. These are actually males because we have zero here, or they may be unknown. Mm -hmm. Okay, now now that we know that we have all the clean data, the first thing we need to make sure of is now we're going this we're going into the Jupyter notebook where I'll be running all the APIs. Um, I do you want to make sure that you are installing all the tools that are necessary. So for this session, I'm installing AWS Data Wrangler. And this is imbalanced learn. So this is a Python library that you can make use to correct bias. If we have time at the end of the session, we'll get into that. So all the tools. AWS have... Wrangler is for your uh, cleaning your data? It's, yes. No, AWS Wrangler is normally used for cleaning your data. It provides okay. an efficient way to do so. Okay, great. Um, okay. Then we need to set some parameters and some variables for our clarify job. Firstly, we need to provide, we need to know which bucket our data is in. So we need to get the location of where the training data is stored in, in SageMaker, in, in S3. Now, SageMaker uses S3 to get its input data and it's also it also uses S3 to output the outputs that are run from the job. So train underscore UI, this is our training data. This is where the training data is located. And then in cell five, what I'm doing here is just specifying the different parameters that we need for SageMaker, um, such as the region. There is also a default bucket that comes with this that was specified over here. We'll be passing all this information into the processing job for Clarify. Okay. Now, SageMaker also needs an execution role. So the execution role is a role that contains some IM per per permissions that allow the job in itself to perform certain functions. And 
we are storing that in SageMaker underscore role, which will also be passing into the SageMaker processing job. Mm. So why are we using Data Wrangler? Now, we, I'm using Data Wrangler to pull the columns from the training data because we also will be using that for clarify. Okay. Uh, so, so you've got this huge data set, but you're not going to use all the columns on there. Is that what you mean? Um, no, we, we are going to be using the columns on the cleaned data. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we have the output location. Now you need to provide clarify with an output location because remember there are auto-generated reports. It needs to know where to store those reports in S3. So you need to provide it with the exact S3 location to store all those reports in. Hmm. So now we're getting to the fun part, the clarify part. We've set up all our in our, in our parameters. Now this is where we are initiating a clarified job. You're passing in those permissions that I spoke about. We are also saying to clarify that I want you to use one instance, and then I also want you to use this specific type of an instance, and we're passing in the SageMaker session as well. Mm. So along with, this is just a part of initiating the clarify job. Now we need to tell tell Clarify where it can get its data and where to place all the output from. And we're passing in the training data with the S3 underscore input part. And this is where I'm specifying where it can put out, it can output the reports that we needed to. So for the label, remember I said in, in the beginning of this that we're detecting whether something is fraud related or not. So we're passing in that label here and then those headers that I spoke about are passed in the headers. And as um, Vicky, going back to your question, you asked whether what type of data is gathered, uh, what type of data is used, and this is the text slash CSV data. So you need to tell, clarify that information. Mm. So for the bias config, we are interested in understanding the bias in our data when related to, when related to females. You provide a facet name. The facet name is the column or the feature that okay. we have in our training data. That is the one I highlighted earlier on. And then we are saying with the facet values of the threshold, we're saying that if there's a positive, if there's a one in the data, then it means that this person or this line of data is for females. Mm -hmm. Now you can also provide the value, label values or the threshold. And this basically tells us about our desired outcome for um, the label that we passed in. So ideally, we'd like to not have fraud. So that is the desired positive outcome that we're speaking about here. Mm -hmm. Now, remember I said we're just going to be focusing on detecting bias for our pre-training data. And mm -hmm. to do that, we've set up everything right now. We've set up our input-output location. We've set up our bias configuration. Now we're passing in that information into Clarify. And then you start the Clarify job by making use of the API run pre-training bias because we're just getting the pre-training um, bias data. Mm. So this job takes about, it took me about eight minutes to run it. Um, I already have it run. So we'll just check the results of that. One of the amazing things about SageMaker Studio is that you can view the results of Clarify within SageMaker Studio. So to do that, you just make sure that you're in the home page over here. You go mm -hmm. to experiments, double click on experiments, 
Then there's an unassigned band of runs option. So you click on that. So as you can see, I have a number of jobs here. The job that mm -hmm. I'm looking for is this pre-training bias job. Then you go to bias reports. Okay. So we can see here that what um, SageMaker Clarify tells us is that there is an imbalance in our training data set. Mm -hmm. Now, an imbalance checks for how, I would say, how many um, data sets do we have for males versus for females. So it checks if there's imbalance in our data when it comes to males versus females. So we have quite a huge amount. Ideally, you want this amount to be zero. Um, after this, you'd go through the process of correcting your data to make sure that you have an equal distribution of data sets for males and females. So, so based- Yeah, mm -hmm. a quick question here. Um, so you have these reports, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, then we we see that it's on balance uh, mm -hmm. based on the figure. Uh, mm -hmm. What's what's next, right? How can you address uh, this imbalance? Okay, so SageMaker offers another feature called AWS Data Wrangler. That's the one we touched on. You can make use of Data Wrangler. There's a technique within Data Wrangler called SMOTE. SMOTE allows you to um, synthetically create data to make sure that our data is in balance. So if we have 500 data sets for males and we have 250 data sets for females, the process in itself will synthetically create data for us to make sure that we have an equal distribution of training data across the two genders. Okay. I do have an example of that, um, but I first want us to show, I want to show you the generated reports, the auto-generated reports. Okay, while we're stepping through, if we have any questions, uh, just let us know in the chats. Um, thank you for joining. If you've just joined us, um, if you have any questions, just let us know in the comments. Okay. So where is that data stored? You want to know now, okay, I've, I've done um, the bias detection. I've detected the bias. Now, where is that data stored? Again, SageMaker Studio allows you to see all of this output. So you see there's an output artifacts option. You simply just click on that, and then you can expand this. I'm just quickly going to remove the name section. Now, this gives me the location of where all the outputs are stored. And then we can go into S3. So this is an S3 location. We can go into S3 and look for this location. So right now, I'm in the AWS S3 console. This is where I'm going to be looking for all the artifacts that were produced from the SageMaker Clarify job. And this is the bucket that I took from there. One of the prefixes, if you remember, is fraud detector, the prefix that we're making use of. Mm -hmm. So we go to research for fraud, and we get that. And it's, I remember it is clarify output bias. Mm -hmm. So we go to clarify, then we have bias. So there's three reports here. It's the same report. It's just that it's in different formats. Yeah. Um, let's download the PDF one. We can quickly view this. Save that. Okay. Now the report contains the exact information that we saw in SageMaker Studio. It contains mm -hmm. some nice graphs that you can go now and make use of, share with your team to decide what 
decisions you're going to be making to address bias in certain situations. Um, there's also other metrics available for the pre-training metrics. There is a link that you can make use of to get all the metrics that will be shared with you once the stream is about to end, once we're about to end the session. So do you have any questions so far? So far, I am not seeing any, uh, but we've had some people who've joined and they've said hello, uh, but no questions as yet. Okay, that is good. Please feel free to ask questions if you have any. So, um, Vicky, I'm just going to show you a way in which you can address that imbalance that we had in the data. Um, this is not by making use of AWS Data Wrangler, though. This is making use of a third-party library that I installed in the beginning. Okay. So, But still, you are taking advantage of SageMaker Studio, right, to, to do yes. that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, these are the results. Okay. So to fix that imbalance, I'm going to be making use of SMOD, which is the technique that I told you that it synthetically generates the data for us. So we're just making use of pandas and storing our data in a pandas data frame. Um, and then from there, this is where all the computation happens. It's literally just these three lines. And as you can see, this is what we, how many um, data sets we had for males here. This is the data sets we had for females, and now we have an equal distribution across the two. So that data is stored inside this data frame where we can now save it to an S3 location, because this is where we're saving it to an S3 location. Now, based on this, we have corrected our bias. We have corrected our imbalance, rather. We haven't checked whether there is bias or not. Okay. So we want to run the SageMaker Clarify job again to confirm that we do not have any class imbalance. Okay. So we're going to detect imbalance making use of SageMaker Clarify once more. Okay. And you still go through that process where you're specifying all the different um, APIs that are called and the different parameters used. But the only difference is that we now have a new location for the input training data, and we also have a new location for our output path. Okay. Does your output path have to change? Could it have stayed the same as the one before? Um, ideally, to be able to see the differences, I would say okay. best practice is to change it so that you can know okay. this is what happened before and this is what happened after. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, this job took a couple of minutes to run. I can mm -hmm. show you the results. And again, um, we're going to go to experiments go to unassigned runs now this is that job once it has ran mm -hmm. so again you go to bias reports and you see now our imbalance is yeah. this is ideally what you're looking for ah. now it may not be as simple as this when you are in a production system because there's certain <laughs> decisions that need to come in but i was just showing the simplified version Oh. You you make it uh, very simple, so now everyone <laughs> will try to, to achieve that. <laughs> okay. okay, so do you have any questions from anyone? 
Not as yet. I think we're all watching and being very fascinated, um, Khumud, so. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. So over and above that, right, there are different options that you can still use to get explainability for your overall behavior of the model. Now, to get an explainability report, the assumption is that you already have a model that has been trained. Mm. So you just need to keep um, remind yourself about such things. Okay. Um, yeah, that kind of concludes my demo. I don't know if maybe anyone has a question. That's great. Perhaps Did just you... a quick question that it's not related to SageMaker. Which yes. tool did you use to clean the your your data set? Oh, I used actually I used StageMaker Wrangler, so it is okay. related to StageMaker. <laughs> okay, nice, 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 nice. So it's uh, yes. yeah. Perhaps I don't know if you use uh, any other analytics uh, tool, but that's nice. You can do everything with StageMaker now, so that's that's good. Um, yeah. So perhaps we can share some links. Yes. Uh, if you would like to try. Okay, so it's uh, very simple exercise. Yeah. Um, there's a demo that you can walk through. The demo goes through actually helping you to clean your data with SageMaker Clarify, and there is some feature processing that goes into cleaning your um cleaning your data. So that is going to be shared in the comment section. Um I can't see them, but I hope all the links are there. And then there is also um, a link that you can use to understand the different metrics that are involved with the pre-training bias, what you mm -hmm. can gather from that information. For the science people, here's the fun part. Let me just quickly mention this. Mm -hmm. I know we have some scientists. For the science people, there's a white paper that you can make use of. And this white paper goes through the different explanations of how um how the calculations were made so this is a really good resource if you are really a science person and you love formulas you can use this to read this this for me would be a bedtime story obviously. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so, so my question with mm -hmm. the, the reports that you get in the end, you get one in a PDF format and then yes. also gets uploaded onto um, the S3 bucket. And then you can also view one um, on SageMaker Studios. So it's those three formats that you can actually receive depending on um, how you're wanting to use those reports, right? Yes, there's also mm. one that's available in HTML format. Ah, okay. So okay, you can, I think normally people would normally share this one. If you mm -hmm. want to implement any other features using Jupyter Notebooks, you can make use mm -hmm. of the second one because this is a Jupyter Notebook. And then there's also okay. an HTML format. Okay, um, great. Yeah. Okay. Vicky, did I cut you off? <laughs> you about to say uh, something. Yes, <laughs> I was just reading a last minute question. <laughs> um, um, I don't know if, uh, yeah, any idea what kind of compute resources does this kind of process take in production? Okay. So under the hood, SageMaker Clarify is a processing job. So it, it's going to make use of the SageMaker machine learning instances. So you'd have you'd be making use of S3, but S3 is just to point, I guess, those resources. But the compute is 
the machine learning SageMaker instance that's available. You choose which instance you want to make use of. This is actually that's where you were. Machine. You did define um, an instance type, right? Yep. This is the compute. Mm. This is the instance type. So you choose based on the data and the processing time for production or your requirements for your production workload, you would define the type of instance that you want to make use of. Great. Perfect. That's, that's a, there is the question mm. to data on the horizon. Well, we are coming almost to the end of this show. It has been very interesting. Time flies. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Homozo, uh, for a very interesting topic. I learned definitely something new uh, today. Uh, hopefully, everyone has enjoyed as well a lot the session. Thank you so much, uh, Elisa. Thank you. Uh, all the best you. for your next uh, session. <laughs> and see you, everyone, uh, next month. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Thank you, thank everybody. You. Thanks for joining. Bye. Thanks, Homozo. Bye-bye.